Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Qalam is an organization that is dedicated to making Islamic knowledge accessible to everyone. Alhamdulillah, Qalam has been able to serve so many people all across the world in so many ways. And now, Qalam has the opportunity and the ability to take its work to the next level. Qalam now has the ability to expand its offerings to people all across the world in so many different ways. Qalam is acquiring a campus, a home, where we can continue to do the work that we do and in fact increase what we do. But we need your help, we need your support to make that dream a reality. Go to qalamcampus.com and donate generously. Every single person listening to this podcast benefiting from Qalam, I need you to go there and donate and share that link far and wide and let's all of us come together, invest into our sadaqah jariyah and take this work to the next level. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Now enjoy the podcast. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi alayhi dhati azim al-sifati samiyya simati kabir al-sha'an. Jalil al-qadir al-rafi'i al-dhikri muta'i al-amri jalil al-burhan. Fakhim al-ismi ghazil ilmi wasil hilmi kathil al-ghufran. جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء يعميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب أليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعود بشرح الصدر ورفع الذكر وصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس واحد الله فإن توحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن تقوام لك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الطاعة ومن طاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ودعوه فإنه مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا It's narrated in the Sahih of Imam Bukhari that a Jewish man approached Amir al-Mu'mineen Sayyidina Umar bin al-Khattab al-Farooq radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and he said to him Ya Amir al-Mu'mineen ayatun fi kitabikum taqra'unaha law alayna ma'ashara al-Yahudi nazalat latakhadna thalika al-yawma i'da that there is a verse in your scripture in your book the Quran that you recite and had it been revealed upon us the community of the Jews, we would have taken that day as a day of celebration. We would have celebrated and commemorated that day. So Umar said, he asked him, he said, what verse are you referencing? This is the third ayah in Surah Al-Ma'idah, Surah number 5 in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that today I have completed for you your religion. 
And I have completed upon you my blessing of Islam. And I have approved for you Islam as a way of life. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu responds to the man by saying, Qad arafna ذلك اليوم. He said, I know very well what day you are referring to, what day you reference. وَالْمَكَانَ الَّذِي نَزَلَتْ فِيهِ عَلَى النَّبِي صلى الله عليه وسلم. And I remember and recall vividly the place at which this verse was revealed upon the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وَهُوَ قَائِمٌ بِعَرَفَ يَوْمَ جُمُعَةً And the Prophet ﷺ was standing at the place of Arafah, which is part of what we refer to as the Masha'ir. These are sacred lands, holy places, outside of Mecca, where the pilgrims perform the Hajj, where people will be in a matter of just a few weeks, performing one of the most sacred rites and rituals in our deen and our religion, and that is Hajj. And the Prophet ﷺ was standing there and it was also the day of Friday. Not only was it Arafah, the ninth of the Hijjah, and they were performing Hajj during Hajjatul Wida, the sacred pilgrimage, the farewell pilgrimage, excuse me. But it was also the day of Friday. And I vividly recall and remember that moment at which this verse was revealed. Now, in referencing this verse and in talking about the narration and the circumstances surrounding the verse, it seems like I'm making reference to Hajj, which at some level is relevant, but obviously one might be thinking that we're still a few weeks away from talking about that. But I refer to this verse here today more so to focus on the verse itself and the wording of the verse. I have completed for you your religion, Allah says. I have fulfilled my blessing upon you, Allah says. And I've chosen, I have approved, I have selected, and I am pleased, Allah says with Islam as how you will live your life. Now, I find myself, I'm going to speak very frankly here, I find myself in a bit of a conundrum, and I'm not making a comment about right or wrong, but I personally am not very keen on addressing ongoing heat of the moment political issues. Number one, it's not my area of expertise. Right? One of the first lessons we're taught by our teachers is to admit when you don't know something. I don't fully understand and I'm not fully aware and I don't spend a lot of time studying the political arena. And I, ref I use the word arena somewhat deliberately because mo more often than not it seems to be just a game that is being played with people's lives. And that's the nature of modern day politics. I don't have a lot of faith in it. I don't put a lot of stock in it. And I personally find it foolish to be too invested into it. At the same time though, there are real life consequences that sometimes are born out of it. And I have to acknowledge that. It'd be foolish for me not to acknowledge that. And thirdly, our deen and our religion is our moral compass. It is our guidance. It is hidayah, huda. It is guidance from Allah. It is guidance for all of humanity. So it must provide us some insight. It must shed some light on the matters that we are dealing with. But I begin with this little preface to say and to state that I'm not going to be offering any kind of political analysis here. And I maybe you might be able to point out to me 
some of the things that I'm not aware of or that I don't fully grasp or understand, and I'm acknowledging to you that I'm fully aware of that. So please don't waste my time after Jummah. That all being said, whatever decisions, whatever politics, whatever rulings are coming out, are being announced, what we need to understand, this is Jumu'ah. This is a gathering of Friday. This is a sacred moment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us in the Quran, فَسْعَوْ يَا إِغْوَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا If you are a believer, إِذَا نُودِيَ لِلصَّلَاةِ مِنْ يَوْمِ الْجُمْعَةِ And then the time of Dhuhr, the Adhan is called on the day of Friday, فَسْعَوْ Run! Rush! Go immediately! Hasten to! Don't waste any time in getting to! إِلَى ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ to the remembrance of Allah. So, and the Prophet ﷺ referred to this as diya, ada'alahu, that the hadith mentions that this occasion of Friday, this Jumu'ah, is like a light for the believer. It's a nur. One narration refers to it as a nur, that it helps you see. So, I felt that it was very prudent to address it from our spiritual point of view, our religious and theological point of view. And the primary point that I wanted to make here is that as believers, as Muslims, as people submitted to Allah and His Messenger ﷺ, submitted to Allah and following in the footsteps of the Messenger ﷺ, as people who read and hold sacred the Qur'an, the Kalam of Allah, that our moral compass, our guidance will always be provided by the Qur'an will always be provided by Islam, will always be provided by the guidance, the instruction, the teachings of the Prophet So if today politicians decide, and I'm going to use a different example, not drawing a direct parallel, but just using an example, that if yesterday the politicians decided that gambling was haram and it was pro- gambling was illegal and it was problematic and it was not to be engaged in, it is still haram for us. And so at this moment, it seems like our you know, agendas are aligned. That might be true, might not be true. But at the end of the day, we draw our guidance from the Qur'an in the book of Allah and the guidance of the Prophet The politicians saying that gambling is bad and illegal is just a side detail which was never meant to instruct our behavior, which was never meant to inform our morality and ethics. And then today, if those same politicians then say, well, gambling is legal, and it's okay, it will not change our perspective on the issue. It will not change the believer's perspective on the issue. Because it will still be haram. It will still be prohibited. It will still be problematic and not allowed for a Muslim to engage in. And the reason why I use a different example than talking about the obvious issue that's in the news right now with abortion is because there's a lot of nuances on the legal side that again, admittedly, I don't fully understand and not too invested in understanding. Maybe that's naive on my part, but I have to prioritize what I invest my time in. But at the end of the day, and this might be too simplistic for some, And I apologize if it does seem simplistic. But at some level, it is irrelevant 
to me, to us as a community of believers, what, what government policy is being announced or not being announced. Because we will draw our morality from the book of Allah, from the Qur'an. We will draw our morality from what the Prophet ﷺ has said. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, وَأَطِيعُ اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُ الرَّسُولِ فَإِن تَوَلَّوْ فَإِنَّمَا عَلَيْكَ الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ Obey Allah and obey the Messenger ﷺ. And if you turn away, if you turn your back, on what Allah and His Messenger وسلم, are saying, then the proof has been clearly established against you. The message has been fully delivered to you. Very clearly. And you will have no excuse, you will have no way out from that explanation on the Day of Judgment before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, it is very imperative, it is very important for us as a community of believers, as Muslims submitted to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to fully grasp and understand that where we draw our understanding from, what informs our behavior, what informs our conduct, what informs our, you know, what we deem to be correct and incorrect, right or wrong. And that is from Allah, from the Messenger of Allah, from the Quran, from the Sunnah, from our religion of Islam. And that's what we need to put time into, that's what we need to put some work into. That again, I come back to the point, somebody might say, I need to better inform myself on the issues. But we collectively as a community, understanding the fact, being old enough to have lived long enough to see these government policies change on a number of different issues, we have to understand that the only constant that we have in our lives is the guidance of our deen and our religion. Is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, uh, that is unadulterated and not altered and preserved and sacred from Allah. That is the guidance of the Prophet in this religion. And it behooves us, it is necessary for us to put time and effort and energy into understanding our religion, into, un, into studying our deen, reading the book of Allah, reading the Qur'an. And I don't mean for this to turn into one of those typical reminders or lectures, but we owe it to ourselves to ask ourselves, Ramadan was not that long ago, where we spent so much time listening to and so much time studying and trying to understand the Qur'an and we made the intention and we had the conviction we told ourselves that going forward, I'm going to understand what the Qur'an says. I'm going to put more time and energy and effort into learning the Qur'an. We need to come back to that intention that we had, that realization that we arrived at at the end of Ramadan. And so put time into reading the book of Allah. Read the translation of the Qur'an. I always pose this question to myself and to everybody that... Have I read the translation of the entirety of the Qur'an? Have I done that even once in my life? If not, then take any example. Take any example. If I am in any particular field, any particular you know, area of, of work, and I haven't read the most fundamental 
essential textbook of that subject, do I really, am I really practicing that field properly? Am I really informed about what I'm doing? I haven't even read a single math book, textbook from start to finish, and I claim to be a mathematician, then we have a problem. I'm a Muslim, I'm a believer. I claim to submit to Allah, and I claim to follow the example of the Prophet I claim to love Allah and His Messenger I claim to be a Muslim, practicing Islam. And in 20, 30, 40, 50 years, I have not gone to the trouble of reading the translation, trying to, at the first basic level, understand what this religion is, what I'm being instructed to do, what Allah has said, then there's a problem there. And when I don't stand on proper footing, when I don't have that conviction, knowledge comes with conviction. It comes with confidence. That's why the Prophet there in some narrations, there's weaker narrations, but the overall meaning is very sound. Because Allah says, قُلْ هَلْ Can those who know and those who do not know ever be on equal footing? No. So there are some quotes and narrations to the effect of فَقِيهٌ وَاحِدَ أَشَدُّ عَلَى الشَّيْطَانِ مِنَ الْفِعَابِدِ That one very informed, knowledgeable person is stronger in resistance against shaitan and evil than a thousand worshippers who are not operating with that kind of confidence. So when I lack that confidence, when I lack that solid footing, when I don't have that conviction that knowledge provides, then every headline that I see, every news report that I read, every notification that I get on my phone, Every group text message that I'm in, where random opinions are being shared and perspectives are being placed, that's going to sway me, because I'm not on solid footing. That's going to move me, and that's why there's a very interesting kind of nuance in the Arabic language, the concept, the idea of piety, which is very informed devotion to the religion. It's not just devotion where you're blindly just kind of doing random things and worshipping with the hope of it being good. But when you know what you're doing and you're practicing what you know and then you are fully invested into practicing what you know, the word Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses for it is bir. Bir. And it, it's derived from the same root as the word for, for land, bar. Al-barri wal-bahr. Right? The ocean water is called al-bahr and land is called bar. And bir, piety derives from that in one of the reflections that Imam al-Razi rahimahullah ta'ala shares about this joined kind of root is that informed devotion, informed committed practice of one's religion is like standing on solid ground. That the wind blows but it doesn't move me. As opposed to if you're out in the water where your feet are not on the ground, and the wave comes, what does it do? It moves you. You can't resist it, you can't stop it, it swings you, it rocks you back and forth, throws you wherever it wants to throw you. But when you're standing on solid ground, the wind can be howling outside, and I'm standing in my place. And that's the kind of confidence that that knowledge and understanding of the religion will come with. 
So read the Qur'an, read the translation of the Qur'an. Read and understand and reflect upon the life of the Prophet And then, coming back to specific issues, that obviously a nuanced, very uh, delicate, sensitive issue like this that is of a legal nature, we will need scholars to inform us and to help us understand what the ruling of Islam is. But that's not the point. The scholars are available now. The knowledge is available now. I mean, this place where we're sitting and having Jumu'ah, that it's literally full of people like this. But the problem is, is that do I have the... Am I focused? Am I in the right place to be able to then take that knowledge and prioritize it and understand how it supersedes whatever else I'm being told? Whether that be from politicians, or that be from media, or that be from commentators, or that just be from random people in society. Or will I have the clarity to take that knowledge and then be able to drown out all the other noise and understand what is right and what is wrong? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to that which is correct. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the conviction to practice our deen. بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعني وإياكم بالآيات وذكر الحكيم استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم